before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. everybody. We're so glad that you're here at Victory Christian Fellowship this morning. We're ready to inherit God's promises and experience their benefits. Amen. We serve a good God. Hallelujah. And Father, we just thank you that you are love and that you are good. And we exalt you today, Lord. We enjoy your presence and your power and your personal touch on our lives. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
you in our homes today, Lord. Father, we ask you that you will come. Make yourself known to us. We prepare this atmosphere for your presence, oh God. Come on, church, we're worshiping God. We worship you in this place, Lord. Oh, we worship you in this place.
Let's praise him right now. Just close your eyes. Don't worry about what's going on around you. And make the Lord your focus. Hallelujah, Lord, we enter into your presence. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. Begin to cry out for God. Cry out for the living God. Cry out. Cry out to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, we thank you that we as your sheep, we know your voice and you speak to us. For I am not the God of the flesh. I am a spirit. I have called you by your name to enter into my holy of holies, into my most sacred place. You can come and you shall receive from my hand. For I love you and I have made a way for you and I long for you to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. You know, the ability to enter God's presence. Only believers can go there. Amen. And The Bible calls it the most holy place. And what a joy and an honor it is. Hallelujah. Well, we are glad that you're here this morning. We serve a good God. Are you ready to speak the word? Amen. With authority? Yes. Amen. We got to exercise our authority by speaking the word. So let's make our confession. Our Our Heavenly Heavenly Father Father has given to us another comforter to comfort us, encourage us, and strengthen us. He helps us to stay on God's course. God's Holy Spirit abides with us forever. He is our advocate of truth and our divine tutor to guide us in life. We have the Spirit of wisdom who teaches us all things. He is eternal. He was involved in creation, and he knows all things. We are learning great things from him. The Holy Spirit is our personal powerhouse who abides within us and overshadows us. Through him we can boldly testify how good our Father God is. We welcome and receive help in all things through the Holy Spirit. He helps us solve problems, find solutions, and outsmart all enemies to give us victory in life. The Holy Spirit is our greatest ally who stands for righteousness, holiness, and truth. He always glorifies and honors the Lord Jesus and his kingdom. 
God's Spirit unveils and reveals to us what is ours. He provides us with special abilities and extraordinary power through divine grace. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. To proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Miss Melissa is making her way down. <laughs> Let's cheer. <laughs> she just had a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, everybody. All right, so we are very excited for today. So this week, our announcements, Tuesday is youth at 6 p.m. Woo! We are on fire, so any youth you know, invite them to come on out and experience the glory of God. On Wednesdays, we have Wednesday night refreshings right in the middle of the week. It is amazing. You have to come experience it, and that is at 6.30. And then today, after service, we do have book club. So if you are joining us in reading past Fiona's book, you can be fearless. That is happening after service today. And that's all our announcements, announcements. So I do have my fact for today, which this is thanks to my mom. So I learned that um, when you have any type of ammunition, so it relays a lot to guns or like rockets, anything that is being launched or propelled forward. Recoil is very important. A lot of people are afraid of recoil because it like kicks back. So if you are trying too hard to control it, it actually works against you because then whatever the weapon I guess you're using, it doesn't have enough power to actually reload. So if you try to control the recoil, it messes everything up. So on a spiritual level, when God gives us an assignment, you don't want to try and control any recoil or kickbacks or anything that might want to happen with that. You will be on target and focused if you just let the assignment do what it's supposed to do, and then it gives you power to reload and go again. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? So we are very thankful for our pastors who follow their assignments and do what they are supposed to. So we are going to celebrate pastor appreciation. So if I can also have the youth come up and bring all the gifts with them, that would be lovely. So last month was a pastor appreciation month. So all during the month of October, we were putting together stuff so we can celebrate them today. (laughs) Uh, like drum roll. <laughs> we'll cheer for them too. Woo! So we come bearing gifts. Um, Stephen, you want to say anything? So, as 
behalf of the youth group, we just wanted to say that we're very thankful so much for our youth pastors and for our church pastors and everything and for your wisdom that you bestow upon us. And as a token of our appreciation, we wanted to abundantly bless you with gifts. So as a youth group, that's what we decided to do. So if you want to disperse the gifts, that would be amazing. But that's later on. So these were all handpicked and crafted by us. So, And then um, Kelsey has an announcement in regards to her one. Um, God moved on me to make a painting for Miss Nadine. And um, the first flower that came to mind was the lilac because she, for some reason, the color purple is always around her. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and there was a verse that also made me think of you, so here's a painting for you. <laughs> Yeah. It says, your leaf shall not wither. Hallelujah. And then we invite the leaders up here to give their appreciation as well. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Thank you, youth. We call them our mighty warriors. They are mighty warriors in the Lord. Yes. Okay. Here comes Miss Dottie. Come over here next to me. <laughs> okay. So uh, Miss Dottie and I, we are part of the VCF CARES team, so we often, like, our gifts, like, all flow together. So there is a VCF CARES gift there for Pastor Doug and Pastor Fiona, and also Josiah gets his own gift. Yes, because pastor's kids, they, they are part of the pastoral family. And so we appreciate you, Josiah, and also your brother, Gabe. He got blessed this week, week by Pastor Doug and uh, Nelson being there, right? Okay, so we're taking care of your brother, too. It's all good. Okay. And so... Um, <laughs> I... I don't know about, I, I told the Lord that I am not holding back when, when he, anything. So, I, most of you know, like worship, I just get wiped out. <laughs> so, yeah, today was another day. So, thank you, worship team, for, for uh, leading us into the Lord's presence. Uh, the leaders have this picture of um, something that I wrote from Hebrews 13.7. In the message translation, word of God, take a good look at the way they live and let their faithfulness instruct you as well as their truthfulness. There should be a consistency that runs through all of us. So I wrote that out and then I wrote definitions and synonyms of appreciate. Appreciate, value, to be grateful prize, 
treasure, treat with special care, respect, and cherish. And then I took a picture of it, and Melissa helped me to print it (laughs) in color. And uh, so that's from the leaders, and then Miss Dottie and Melissa. You're probably saying, oh, no, not her again. No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) And when I got the message that we're supposed to come up here, uh, I thought to myself, oh, no, not again. (laughs) It's like, you know, what do you say when you have perfection? You know, we have perfection here because everything is free. Everything. Everything from prayer to worship to praise, you know, everything is free. All you got to do is participate, and you can get that whole feeling, the feeling of, of God's love. You know, it's, it's not like man's love. It's, it's so, so, so much more. And we are just so fortunate that we have two pastors who decided to take up the call and come to this area uh, unbeknownst to them, they had never even heard of Palmyra. So we're, we're just thankful that you're here. We're thankful, you know, that, that you, you just never stop giving. You, you give and give and give no matter what. So I just want to say I appreciate that. And then I also have to say about Nelson and Nadine. Uh, a year ago, we had uh, our youth pastors moved on to Texas, and Nelson and Nadine stepped up to the plate. Over the years that Tony and Michelle were here, they taught our young children, you know, how to take up their positions in Christ. And so it was like I saw years ago, I saw the kids like walking on streets of gold. And this was when they were little. You know, and they've just been being taught and taught and taught. And now, here we have Nadine and, and Nelson come along, and whoa! I mean, they have, they have taken all that was learned, and they stepped out with it, and it is just phenomenal. And so I thank you, and I thank you for what you are doing for the kids. I see I forgot something. Thank you, Miss Dottie. I was also supposed to say that Miss Lisa put together this uh, book of testimonies from when we celebrated 19 years, and people have si- signed it. If if you haven't signed it, you can sign it he- after service. We'll put it over there with your other gifts, and then that's part of, of what Lisa put together. Well, I, I do like to thank the Lord for having wonderful pastors that we have, but it's the gifts that they carry. The Lord has given them such wisdom and knowledge and revelation to pass on to us. And it was seven years since I've been here. It's like each year got better and better and better. It was great. Yes, it's like always it's here. But, I mean, it's how being the Spirit's so heavy and he's exhausting. But we have such a wonderful God. But again, it's it was the greatest change in my life just coming here. Thank you. Okay, we are finished.
thank you all so very much. We love you. And uh, we are glad to be here. We wouldn't be anywhere else. And um, we're just so appreciative. And uh, you guys take really good care of us. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, coming up, we're, we're, we're going to be celebrating Veterans Day on the 11th. Do we have any veterans that are here today? Uh, those who have served? Anybody, if you're a veteran, stand up. You served. Hallelujah. Thank you. So some of our, let's just stretch forth your hands to Luke and Father. We just thank you, Lord, for uh, those who have served in our military and our armed forces, Lord. And we're so grateful for them defending the freedom of our country. And Lord, we are so grateful and thankful that you bless them abundantly and take care of them, Lord, and, and continue to do a work in our veterans, Lord, and those who have served. And we're just grateful and May they be blessed and uh, honored in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And we have, some, uh, we have a gift for our veterans as well. And uh, they can, uh, we'll get that to you after the service. I w- we have a little video uh, for veterans, so let's just go ahead and watch that now. Well, Pastor Nelson and I, we went down to uh, Rama this past week. They had the Call to Arms Men's Conference uh, Thursday and Friday, and it was wonderful. And uh, Gabriel and Sean, they say hello, and um, um, they miss everybody, and uh, hallelujah. 
And so uh, I send them, uh, I send you their regards, and uh, they're busy doing their things. They're both uh, attending uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan uh, online while they're going to Rama, working their businesses and, and working as well. So, uh, but it was great. Had a great men's conference, and maybe men, if uh, you'd like to go next year, I know, um, you know, uh, Nelson and Nadine, they're planning on taking our youth to camp meeting next year uh, for 2020. It's going to be the 50th camp meeting. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to fly. Uh, so uh, they're going to be raising money. Uh, how many of you all drink coffee? I drink coffee. Well, we have some amazing coffee. It's freshly ground, and it has our own uh, label on it. And if you drink coffee, I'd encourage you to buy the coffee here, and that's going to go to help the youth uh, raise money for their trip. And... Um, it's going to be a great time. So, uh, hallelujah. I just want to read to you a scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 12 before we dismiss the kids. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 12. Y'all doing good this morning? Everybody enjoyed the extra hour that they had? Hallelujah. I, I'm not really sure what they do with all the time that they save, but... <laughs> Daylight savings time, amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, we're going to start with verse uh, 4. And um, it says, uh, You shall not do so unto the Lord. I'm going to read it from a different translation. It says, But you are to seek the place the Lord your God will choose from among you all your tribes, to put his name there for his dwelling. To that place you must go. Everyone say you must go. You know, God's got a place for every believer. Amen? And it's a place that he put his name there. And uh, he said, there bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and your tithes and your special gifts, what you have vowed. Give and your freewill offerings, and your firstborn of your herds and your flocks, there in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your families, aren't you glad that God's into families? Yes. Amen? Shall eat and shall rejoice. We worship, we eat, and we rejoice. Amen? That's what God likes to do. Our God, we serve a rejoicing God, a joyful God. He rejoices in everything that you have put your hand to, because the Lord your God has blessed you. How many has the Lord God blessed? Amen. Well, he, he tells us to go to a place that would be a church, right? They didn't have churches then, but we have churches today. And he said, go to a place where he, put his, where he puts his name. Amen. And there we give and worship, we eat and rejoice. So here at VCF, you can give anytime during the service. Um, we have an offering container by the bookstore, an offering container as you come in. And uh, if you make a check, make it out to VCF. You can give online as well, for those of you that are watching online. And there's just all kinds of ways to give. And I'm just going to pronounce a blessing. Father, I give you thanks and praise for the gifts and the givers that bring them here, Lord, into your kingdom, into your good ground. And I thank you, Lord, that you receive their seeds and you cause their seed to be multiplied back unto them. You protect them, provide for them, and prosper them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And you can give any time during the service. 
All right, kids, we got some awesome kids. And kids live, kids, have a great class. Learn about Jesus. Be touched by God's power. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Well, you're in a good place this morning. Amen. Oh, and uh, we want to pray for uh, the salvation of uh, those in the jar in the back there. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise that you sent Jesus to seek and save that which was lost. And Lord, it is your desire that no one should perish, but everyone should come to the knowledge of the truth that Jesus is the Savior. And Father, we pray for those, those people who are lost, people who are known by people of this church, Father. And we give you thanks and praise that you're sending laborers across their path. You're opening their eyes. Father, you're calling them, and they're hearing your voice. You know, the dead in Christ shall hear your voice, Father. And I give you thanks and praise that they're coming in, and their names are being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we thank you, Lord, that they are cleansed and washed by the blood, and they're loosed from the chains of darkness in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Well, how many are excited about Jesus this morning? If you're not, just wait a minute. God is a good God, isn't he? All you have to do is have one taste of God. And you will find that he is good. And this morning, I want you to uh, go with me, if you can, to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. Matthew, chapter 7. You know, we've been through some things as a nation and as a world and probably individuals in the last two years, haven't we? And what, what these things that we've experienced in the world taught us is it reveals what kind of foundation people have, you know? What kind of foundation churches have? What kind of foundation do believers have? Amen? And uh, there's been some things that have shook people's foundation, Right? And this morning, I want to encourage you. I want you to don't let your faith be shaken, but you need to be established. Everybody say established. Did you know that God is in the establishing business? God did not want to set up a religion, but he wanted to build a family. Christianity is not a religion, and I don't care what anybody says. It is a relationship with the living God. And there is one true God. Amen? And there aren't, any, there aren't many ways to God. There is one way to God. And that is through Jesus Christ. You cannot get to God any other way. And today, I want your foundation to be strengthened. I want God to establish you. Amen? You know, God, everything that God does is everlasting. It's lasting. It's enduring. It can withstand the greatest pressure. It can be upheld in the toughest of circumstances. Amen? We have a God who established his word. It is forever settled in heaven. That's pretty powerful. That's reliable. Amen? 
And maybe you came in here today and you have a weak foundation, but you're going to leave with a strong foundation. And here in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, and uh, let's start with verse 21. Matthew 7, verse 21, he says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. I want you to notice that. Not everybody, you know, it's easy to say, Lord, Lord, isn't it? You can go anywhere and say, Lord, Lord, but it's a lot harder to live, Lord, Lord. And God is not looking for people just to say, Lord, Lord. He's looking for people who will live for the Lord. He's looking for some radical people who will stand out and look different, act different, and sound different than the world. Amen? Who's talking here, by the way? Jesus is talking here. He is saying not many, you know, not many people who say, Lord, Lord, are going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Talk is cheap, unless you talk to a lawyer. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name cast out devils? And in your name done many wonderful works? And then I will... I. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker, you that work iniquity. You know, you could do something as part of a group, but not as an individual basis. Amen? You know, people uh, who prophesy in your name and cast out, isn't prophesying a good thing? Casting out devils is a good thing. But where's their relationship with God? You know, God wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. Amen? That's what this is all about. It's not about whether we prophesy or cast out devils. It's about who we know. Amen? Do you know Jesus? Amen? And if you know Jesus, then he ought to be influencing your life. You know, I heard one of the speakers at the men's conference, they said, what you're impressed with will influence you. So be careful what impresses you, because that's what's going to influence you. What you're impressed with will press on you. Amen? I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with God. I'm impressed with the Bible. I'm impressed with the Holy Ghost. I'm impressed with spiritual things. I'm impressed with the kingdom of heaven. I'm not impressed by human beings. I'm impressed by Jesus. He's also a human being. But he was the greatest human being ever. All right? Okay, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these things. How many whosoever's are here today? That would be all of us. Whosoever hears these sayings of mine and what? And is a conjunction. It is connecting the two phrases. You know, how many watch Schoolhouse Rock? Conjunction, junction, what's your function? 
hooking up words and phrases, right? Glory to God. Notice, hearing and doing go together. They cannot be separated. You didn't, you didn't just come here to, to hear a message today. You came here to, to hear something that you can apply to your life today. And does them, I will liken unto him a wise man which built his house upon a rock. A wise man hears the word of God and does the word of God, and therefore he has a good foundation. He will be established. He will be fixed. He will be set. He will be put in place. Amen? Not just anything but upon a rock. You've got to be rooted on a rock. Did you know that there is a rock that is higher than us? There is a rock of our salvation. Jesus was a rocker. He was a rock. The Bible says he was the rock in the wilderness that water came out of. You've got to build your life on Jesus. You can't build your life on the CDC. Oh, did I say that? How many people have built their life on the CDC this past year? I don't know, I'm just going to say this, how the CDC has anything to do with the receiving or the paying of rent. That's not even their function. Okay, I'm getting off that. Verse 25. I want you to know something. No matter what foundation you have, you're going to face storms. Whether your foundation is solid or whether or not, what's going to tell if a foundation is solid? Storms. Storms are going to come. You're never going to know the strength of a foundation until you apply pressure. All right, verse 25. The rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. Notice this is a phrase to get excited. And it fell not. Listen, when you're established, when you let God establish you, you're not going to fall. And if you do, you'll bounce right back up. Amen? Okay? Rain, floods, and winds. They beat on that house. Okay? But it fell not. For why? It was founded on a rock. Did you know that God built his church on a rock? It's called the rock of revelation of who Jesus is. Upon this, Jesus told Peter, he said, I will build my church on this rock. It wasn't Peter. Now, Peter didn't build the rock. He didn't build a church on Peter. Peter was a pebble. He built it on a rock. You don't build on a pebble. You build on a rock. Right? Okay? Verse 26. Now, how many know there's two sides of a coin? Right? Heads or tails. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not, the only difference between how you weather the storms is what you do or what you don't do. That's the only difference. 
Okay? Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. But I like the beach. I've always wanted a beach house. That's great. You could be close to the beach, but don't use the sand as a foundation. How many has ever been to a beach? You, you know, if you build a sand castle next to the beach, that wave comes in and knocks all the work that you spent building that thing. You're like, I had this beautiful sand castle. Where is it? I don't know. It disappeared. Why? Sand is not a good foundation. You need a rock. Amen? Say, I need a rock. Say, I have a rock. His name is Jesus. All right? What happened? The same rain. The same. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew. That's exactly the same. Rain, winds, and flood. And beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of it. Why? They weren't established. They had no foundation. Amen? God wants your life to be established. And in order to be established, you've got to be connected. You've got to be tied. You've got to be intertwined with the rock. Amen? His name is Jesus. You're, you've got to bolt your life onto that rock. Amen? Why? Storms are going to come. Floods are going to come. Winds are going to blow. And they're going to beat on that house. They're going to beat on that house. But you don't have to worry when you've got a good foundation. How many, has anyone ever had things in life come up that you didn't order or expect? They just came up, right? Well, it's a revealing of what you were founded in. It's a revealing of what you're rooted in. It's a revealing of what you're connected to. I've seen people face trials, face test, terrible things, awful things, but they remained rooted on the rock, and they came through. They overcame. I've seen other people who faced trial, trouble, hard things. They weren't rooted in the rock, and they fell. They fell away, and great was the fall. It's, a harder, it's harder to recover after a fall like that. Amen? And the only difference is what you're rooted in. Look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25. So this morning, I'm going to give you some foundational strengthening scriptures. Amen? Is there anything better to strengthen a foundation than God's word? No, no. It's God's word created this universe. Has this universe has glitches in it? I mean, before creation, it was perfect, right? Like, do seasons say, I don't think I'm, winter, I don't think I'm going to show up this, this year. Right? Wouldn't that be great? Sorry for all of you that love snow. <laughs> or how about, how about fall? How about the leaves say, we're not, we're not leaving the branches this year. We're just going to stay on our tree. Right? In some places they do, but here they're beautiful, right? It's the, the change of colors. They don't do that, do they? They fall. Why? God created this universe, and this universe operates as it created, although sin came in this universe and tainted it. Right? You know, sin changed creation. 
You know, there was, at one point, there was never thorns on this earth until sin came in, and then all of a sudden, thorns showed up, right? Or cockaburs, or things of that nature, right? You know, there was a time when animals didn't eat other animals. It's going to be like that in the millennium. It was like that on Noah's Ark. You know, Noah would have had a problem if the tigers and the lions went with a year without eating. They're going to get a little ornery, right? But sin changes creation. Okay, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25. This is the Amplified. When the whirlwind passes. Everybody say passes. Come on, somebody. Everything that this world comes against us, it's got a time limit on it. It's going to pass. Amen? It's going to pass us by. We might be in the midst of it, but our foundation isn't going to go anywhere. Glory to God. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. Say, I have an everlasting foundation. You know what an everlasting foundation is? not going anywhere soon. It's everlasting. Amen? You've got a foundation so strong that the enemy can't find any cracks in it. Hallelujah. All right? Go to Psalms 87.1. Psalms 87.1. I like this. He's talking about God. His foundation is on the holy mountain. Everybody say a mountain. You ever see a mountain? They don't go anywhere, do they? they there's snow on the mountain and it doesn't make the mountain move. Rain comes on the mountain, and the mountain doesn't move. They just stay there in place. And God, oh, I'm telling you, God it says his foundation is on a holy mountain. Glory to God. God likes to be, God is secure in who he is. And believers ought to be secure in who they are. You ought to be secure in who you are, in whose you are. Paul, Paul knew who, who, he, who he believed in and who, whose he was. I don't even know if that's right English, but that's all right. Hallelujah. Go to Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28, verse 16. Isaiah 28, verse 16. Therefore, the Lord God says this. If God is saying that we ought to be listening carefully, shouldn't we? He says... Listen carefully. I am laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, not just a new stone, but a stone that has been tested and passed the test, a precious corner stone for the secure foundation. Hallelujah. Firmly placed. He who believes He who trusts in, relies on, and adheres to this stone will not be disturbed or give way to sudden panic. Aren't you glad for that? Let, let, listen, if things want to happen in the world, let them. I'm rooted on a rock. I'm I'm part of a stone. That's a firm foundation. I'm not going anywhere. My life is going to come through every storm that comes against me, every wind that blows against me, every rain that falls on me. 
Amen? Why? We're believers in Christ Jesus. This is how God wants us to live. And it was no more apparent than this past year, 2019. Or tw- yeah, 2019 into 2020. or 20, Yeah, 2020. Yeah. The enemy tried to shut the church up. Stay in your house. Stay in your cave. Right? It was a test of our foundation to see what kind of foundation we really have. I mean, after all, we serve a healer. Come on. We serve a healer. We serve the one who created the body. We serve a savior. We serve the almighty God, not the all-weak God, the almighty God. He's got power over everything, over everyone. Amen? Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, the firm foundation, let's say a firm foundation. Are you part of the firm? Do you, you got shares in the firm? What firm are you talking about? It's called the kingdom of God. Did you know that you can invest in kingdom business? Hallelujah. You can, you can participate with the king. The firm foundation of God which he has laid stands sure, unshaken, despite attacks. How many know attacks are going to come? But we got a fortress. What is it? A mighty God is our fortress or whatever that song is. I don't know how it goes. A mighty fortress is our God. That's it. Yes, thank you. Um, What kind of fortress? A fortress defends against attacks. God promises to actually be a shield about us. He actually has the angel of the Lord encamp around the righteous. No harm will come near their dwelling. Amen. Hallelujah. No evil will befall them. Yeah, things are happening all around me, but I'm the oak tree that stood my ground, hallelujah. I'm standing on the rock, glory to God. I'm living for the rock, glory to God. I'm not moved. I'm not shaken, but I am stirred. And then he said this, bearing this seal, the Lord knows Those who are his. Who are his? Those that hear and do what he says. If you're not doing what the Lord says, you're not his. I'm I'm just going to tell it to you plainly. If you're not doing what the Bible says, you're not his. Because you're operating under some other Lord. Some overlord. Right? Right? It could be yourself, or it could be the devil, or it could be the world. All right, then he goes on to say, Let everyone who names the name of the Lord stand apart from wickedness and withdraw from wrongdoing. 
You can't be wicked and righteous at the same time. Amen? You've got to draw a line in the sand. And you've got to tell yourself, I'm not crossing this line. This is, the, this is the standard. This is, I'm living. See, righteousness is how you live in the kingdom. And God made you righteous. You know, some people are founded in good works. They think that they can just be good and get to heaven. Sorry, you're going to fall short. You can't get to heaven by being good because you can't be good enough. If you were good enough, Jesus would have never had to come. None of us are, could be good enough. Why do you think salvation is a gift? It's not something we can earn. God made it that way. Because if you earn it, you could say, look what I did. Look what I did. No, it's about what he did. Amen? Why? God is the founder and he's the foundation. He's the one who establishes you. Okay? What does it mean to establish? Right? This is an interesting word. It means to, to set up. God wants to set you up. What does he want to set you up for? For success, for abundant life, for provision, for victory, right? For overcoming, right? Did you know that God wants all of you to overcome? He wants all of us to overcome. If you believe in Jesus, you are destined to overcome. You can overcome sickness. You can overcome poverty. You can overcome a defeat. Why? We got someone who turns things around. Amen? Unfortunately, there's no, there's no team that has never, ever suffered a defeat. I mean, there's been teams that have winning seasons. Yeah, they won all their games in the season, but there's not one team that has a winning season every season. But how do you handle defeat? Do you invite everybody over for a pity party? A whining party? I'm going to have some cheese and some wine, W-H-I-N-E. Right? See, if, if you can grovel in your defeat, then the devil has you. But if you have a defeat, you say, I'm getting back up. I'm going to get, you know, ain't no stopping me now. I'm on the move. Uh-uh. Come on. Amen? That's how we got to be. We got to have that phrase. Ain't no stopping me now. To establish means to set up on a permanent basis. You know, God established you in Christ. That's a permanent position unless you choose to leave. What do you mean leave? You know, people can go out the same door they came in. Oh, I'd never leave God. Yeah, some people get so carnal, they leave God. It's possible. Who, who got cast out of heaven? How, how, how could Satan get cast out of heaven if no one could leave God? Huh? <laughs> he left God. He was in the God's presence. And he became a fool. I mean, getting kicked out of heaven, that's pretty bad. The devil's a loser. (laughs) 
if you're established, you're well-known, you're totally trusted. If you're established, you're put in place. You're, uh, you have a, a legacy. Uh, you grow, you multiply. God establishes covenant. God establishes people. God establishes borders, right? He, he put his rules into his people to live a certain way. Even when they conquered lands, God said, don't worship their gods. Don't marry into them. Why? Because if you do, you're compromising your foundation. Solomon, the wisest king ever. He said, Lord, give me wisdom. And God gave him wisdom and riches. Everybody say, and riches. God, God made a king rich. Can you imagine that? And guess what? You're kings. So you got some good, you got some expectation. So he has this wisdom, right? Everybody from around the world is coming to Solomon to hear his wisdom. They're so in, impressed with his wisdom. You know, they've never heard such wisdom. How can a man with such wisdom turn away from God at the end of his life? Because he married women who worshiped idols and he built temples and he ended up worshiping idols. You read the book. He turned, his, he turned away from God at the end of his life. Why? He left his foundation. All right? So let's establish a foundation. Are you ready to be established? You know, God, God has established you as a holy people. Say, I'm holy. Yeah, you, you realize if you put your trust in Jesus, you are as righteous as Jesus is. Come on. That's true. You, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have his righteousness, his nature. You are no more an old sinner saved by grace. The old has been removed. And the sin has been removed. You are now a new creature. You are a child of God. You are blood-bought. To have a good foundation is to be firmly planted, rooted, fixed, set, positioned, lasting, sustained, and upheld. The closer you get to God, the stronger you become. The closer you get to God. I remember Pastor Hagen telling the story of when he built Rhema Bible Church. They built it in like 93. And... He had a couple bids, and there were some people that didn't want to dig quite far enough. And then there was another guy said, we're going to go 134 feet to hit Blue Shale. He said, that's the guy I'm going with. Because they had to put pillars on there to secure the building. That guy who was willing to dig deep, amen, who was willing to go beyond the limit, who was willing to, to do the extra, amen, that's who got the bid. And the building is standing strong. Amen. 134 feet they had to dig just to secure the building. Glory to God. You know, in building a foundation, sometimes you've got to dig deep. Some of you just scratched the surface. You've got to dig deeper. You can't build a foundation with two feet. You've got to dig deeper. You've got to study the Word. You've got to excavate some things. Look, we've been talking about digging wells on Wednesdays. Now we're going to dig for a foundation. So the closer you get to God, the stronger you become. 
The more diligent you seek the Lord, the more stable you become. How many want to be stable? Amen? Well, then be diligent. Be a diligent seeker. When you're a diligent seeker, you're going to, find, you're going to get rewarded. Hallelujah. I'm a diligent seeker. Are you a diligent seeker? The more diligent you seek the Lord, the more stable you become. Why? Because you're becoming more like him. The more you become more like him, the more stable you become. Amen. Listen, Jesus doesn't have identity problems. Jesus is not confused about who he is. Amen. You know. Jesus didn't have to go to the desert to find who he was. He didn't have to go to the ocean. He knew who he was. Where did he get that information? He went to his father. Did you know that Jesus, Jesus' life was rooted on the rock? Everything I see my father do, I do. Everything I hear my father say, I say. That's being rooted on the rock. Was Jesus a success? He was the most successful person ever. I mean, he retired after three and a half years of work. Come on, somebody. Three and a half years. Some of us have been working for 40 years and not retired yet. No, besides, as a believer, you don't retire, you just refire. The more you participate in God's plan, the more blessed you shall be. How many want to be blessed? Well, your participation determines the amount of blessing. Your participation. Amen? I'll tell you what, a lot of people quit participating in 2020. We had some people here that quit participating because we wouldn't conform. I had a person call me up at quarter to ten on a Sunday. Now, what happens at ten o'clock? We start our service. They had to tell me because we weren't doing something that they weren't going to come anymore. I said, okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah, they called from the parking lot. Too many Christians live like the world and not like God. We got to stop living like the world. Yeah, we're in the world, right? Let me just say this, because I heard it on the airplane, right? Okay, due to the mandate and the recommendation. Do you know a mandate and a recommendation is not law? It's a mandate. It's a, it's a strong suggestion, and a recommendation is a recommendation. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> faith is a way of living in God's kingdom. Weak faith won't succeed in God's kingdom. Did you know that Jesus identified levels of faith? Why do you have such little faith? Why do you have no faith? Where is your faith? Oh, my goodness, he has great faith. Jesus identified, there are levels of faith. Amen? What level are you on? It's time to go up. Amen? It's time to increase your faith. You know, faith is like a muscle. You can make it bigger. You can make it stronger. You have bionic faith. Right? I grew up watching the, the six million dollar man. 
Young people, you're going to have to YouTube that and see what that is. Amen. I'm having fun today, I'll tell you. Okay, you have to remain connected. Everybody say remain. You know, there's a word in the Bible, it's called abide. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Okay, relationship and knowledge. Relationship, if you abide in me and my words, knowledge, revelation, knowledge, abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it shall be done to you. Okay, so you have to remain connected to receiving from, understanding, fellowshipping, following, and doing God's word to remain strong in faith. Let me say that again. You must remain connected to Jesus. You must remain receiving from him. You must remain understanding. You know, God wants to increase understanding. We shouldn't be understanding the same thing as we did last year. We should be increasing in our understanding. God, God wrote a whole entire book called Proverbs, and he talks a lot about understanding in that book. You've got to remain fellowshipping. Why? Don't stop fellowshipping. It's still a principle in the Bible. God hasn't done away with fellowshipping. Just some people jump ship. You know what kind of boats Christians like to be on? Discipleship, worship, and fellowship. Right? The three ships. All right. You've got to continue following. How many know if you stop following the leader, you're going to end up in a place you didn't want to be? You've got to continue to follow Jesus. You've got to continue doing God's word. You've got to be a doer. Blessed, the Bible says the doers are blessed. How many blessed people we got here? Doers, right? You're not just here to hear something. You're here to do something. You're here to do what you hear. You've got to remain strong in faith. It's up to you to keep your faith strong. God gave you the faith. He gives you the material to feed your faith, but you've got to feed your faith, and you've got to exercise your faith. That's how you keep your faith strong, right? Strong people are grounded people. Strong people are rooted people. Amen? That's what they are. All right, go to Colossians chapter 2. Is this helping anybody today? Colossians chapter 2, I'm going to read this from the Amplified, verse 7. Having been deeply rooted in him. Everybody say deeply rooted. How deep the roots go depends on the strength of the tree. Shallow roots, a tree can be easily toppled. But deep roots, you ain't moving that tree, right? And be deeply rooted in him, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude. How many appreciate being established in faith? Amen? Glory to God. 
You know, my parents never taught me faith. I went to church every week. I didn't know who God was. I knew there was a God, but I didn't know him personally. Until my sister went and she invited me to a different church. And there I met Jesus for the first time when I was 12 years old. I met him. He came into my life. I didn't just know about him. I knew him. And he knew me. And we fellowshiped together. And we're still fellowshipping together. Jesus is the greatest person in my life. Hallelujah. And I want to be rooted and grounded in him. All right? I want you to go to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16, and it gives us some keys on how to be grounded and established. How many want to be established? Because as you know, storms are going to come. Winds are going to blow. Rain is going to fall. Doesn't matter what, it, it, it doesn't look for the type of house. I remember when I was at Ramah, you know, and uh, in one of the classes, they were talking about a pastor's house, you know. A pastor lives in a glass house because everybody's looking at him, everybody's watching him, you know. And so on, the question on the test was, what kind of houses do pastors live in? Brick house, ranch house, or glass house? Of course, glass house was the right answer, and I got that answer right. <laughs> but it's true. You know, when you're in a leadership position, people look to you, don't they? And uh, hallelujah. So Romans chapter 16, verse 25, the last of this chapter, it says, I'm going to read this in the King James, I'm going to read the Amplified. Now to him that is of power to establish you. Woo, God's got some power to what? To establish you. God wants to... That's, that's God's street state. He, wants, he doesn't want to establish. He wants to establish you, man. I'm going to establish you. I'm going to establish you. Right? I want you to be firm, fixed, rooted, planted. So the things of this world, people have someone to look to when storms come. Amen? Hallelujah. Every little pig went to the pig's house who made a brick house. The straw house and the stick house didn't work. That big bad wolf huffed and puffed and blew those suckers down. But the third little piggy, thank God for the third little, the third little piggy is Jesus. He built a brick house because when the big bad wolf came a blowing down, he, he huffed and he puffed. He could not blow that house down. Glory to God. The word of God is our brick house. Amen. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to what? My gospel, my good news, and the preaching of Jesus Christ. If you want to be established in this life, you've got to be connected to a preacher. Why? Preachers are called by God to give you God's word. And preachers got to live by faith too. But everybody should be connected to a preacher. He didn't just say the gospel. He said the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. You know, not everybody preaches Jesus Christ. You know, Paul said people preach another gospel. There's a lot of different gospels. You've got to find the right one. You've got to find the true one. There's only one good one. It's the one that produces life. It's the one that celebrates the Holy Ghost. Amen? It's the one that represents God. Glory to God. Okay? According to the revelation of the mystery, 
which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of everlasting God, made known to all the nations for the obedience of faith. Amen? So let's look at this. So God establishes you through the gospel, through the preaching of Jesus Christ, and through the revelation of the mystery, which is the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? He reveals, he, God's word establishes and strengthens you in drought, in lack, and when you're under attack. You get, oh, here's, here's what the Holy Ghost gave me. I, I wrote it down. God's word establishes and strengthens you in drought, in lack, when an enemy attacks, and when you get off track, God can bring you back. Hallelujah. God can bring you back. You know, if you're rooted in God, even if you walk away, God can draw you back. He can bring you back home. Glory to God. And he'll bring you back home with welcome, open arms. He'll receive you. He'll love you. He'll, he'll reestablish your position as a son. He'll give you a robe, a crown, some sandals, a ring. Glory to God. And a party. And a party. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Do you, do you know what happens in heaven when someone gets born again? Angels have a party. They celebrate. They sing. They shout. What? Angels sing. They sang to the shepherds. Shepherds got a free concert. Right? There's angels that fly around the throne. They're flying around the throne, right? But there's a party in heaven when someone gets born again. Amen? That's how, that's how much God loves that. Hallelujah. So, God's gospel will help you be founded. The preaching of Jesus Christ will establish and strengthen you. And his divine revelation of the mystery, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Those three things, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are the ones that establish you. Are the ones that root and ground you and fix you. Set you in the position. Set you in place. In a permanent position. Everyone who's accepted Jesus Christ is a permanent son. Son has nothing to do with gender. It has something to do with position. Amen? We're all sons of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right? Let's go on. And uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 1, 21. Is this helping you this morning? We ought to be getting excited about Jesus, right? Guess what? I've got news for you. Um, the world isn't going to improve. But God's word is going to stand sure no matter what. You know, when, when things happen in the world, God doesn't have a conference to say, Michael, Gabriel, what's happening down there? He knows exactly what's happening. Why do you think he gave us the tools to withstand what's happening? He gave us his name. He gave us his word. He gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He gave us a family called the Church of God, right? He gave us everything that we need. Now, you know, years ago, you know, God's funny, right? And, you know, God will give you things that are funny. And years ago, I had this revelation of a banana bunch. How many like bananas? I like bananas. 
you know. And bananas come in a bunch, don't they? You get like five or seven or whatever, but they come in bunches. Do you know what happens to the first banana that leaves the bunch? It gets peeled. So Christians are like the bananas. You just need to stay connected to the bunch. Because if you leave the bunch, you're going to get peeled by the enemy. Don't be a peeled banana. That doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. That was... <laughs> All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. Now... Everybody say right now. God wants to establish you right now. If your foundation has been shaky, now it can change. If your foundation has a crack in it, now it can be repaired. If your foundation has a water leak, now it can be sealed. Everybody say right now. Okay, you don't have to wait. You can, you can get help right now to strengthen your foundation. Now, he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. God is the one who strengthens you. God is the one who establishes you. God is the one who puts cement to you so you can stand firm and stand strong and you're not going to tip over to this side or to that side. Now God, now he which establishes us in Christ. Notice, he establishes you in Christ, not outside of Christ. I can just experience God anywhere that I am. I don't need a church. That's not what Jesus said. If you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you need a church. Church is not the building. The church is the people. You Say, I need a church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Jesus is the one who built the church. Are you telling me that he, he doesn't think it's important if he built it? Not only did he build it, but he bought it with blood. We're the blood-bought church. Feel a little Pentecost coming on. I'm a blood-bought church. Woo, glory to God. We're blood-bought. The greatest investment in real estate that was ever made was made by Jesus purchasing us with his blood. We were condemned by the enemy and God saw our value and he went and purchased us out of the enemy's hands, out of the enemy's control, out of the enemy's influence. I've been bought out, glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo! Notice verse 22. The same one who establishes us, who has also sealed us. Oh my goodness, you have been stamped with ownership. God says you are my peculiar possession. You are my people and I am your God. You've been stamped with ownership. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. He put his stamp of approval on you. Signifying that the transaction is complete. Who has also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit. Do you know with the Spirit we have is only the down payment? This is only a partial of what we're going to get. Glory to God. We're going to get glorified bodies. We're going to 
going to be able to walk through walls. Hallelujah. We're going to be able to travel at the speed of thought. Glory to God. Imagine what we've done with the down payment. Imagine what we can do with the whole thing. Did you know that believers are going to rule and reign when Jesus comes back? And if you're, you've been on a slippery foundation, if, your foundation, if you've let your foundation go and you haven't been taking care of it, you're not going to rule and reign. Amen? Look, read the Revelation, read the, what he said to the churches in Revelation. Those who overcome get special rewards. Seven times he said to those who overcome. Not to those who conformed. Not to those who left their first love. You know, a lot of people left their first love. COVID revealed that they didn't really love him. Make Jesus your first love. You ought to be as passionate for Jesus now as the day you first met him. You ought to be more passionate, actually. How many remember the day you got saved? I remember the day I got saved. It was the greatest day ever. I'm 52, and I got saved when I was 12, so that's 40 years. I remember it like it was yesterday. That's not always the case, but I'm telling you, God saved you. Amen? That's a glorious, wonderful, awesome thing. Hallelujah. I don't have to go to hell. Glory to God. Because there is a hell to shun. And there is a heaven to gain. And the only way you're going to gain it is by being rooted in the rock. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, let me just give you some. Psalm 7, verse 9 says, God establishes the righteous. He establishes the righteous. Psalm 40, uh, verse 2. Oh, I better read this. Go to Psalm 40, verses 1 to 4. Let me just read this. I'm finishing up. I'm fixing the close. What does that mean? I'm commencing to begin to start. The countdown has begun. (laughs) Amen? The countdown to closing has begun. But we're still counting down. (laughs) All right, I'm almost done. Promise. Psalm 40, verse 1 to 4. I waited patiently and expectantly for the Lord. Didn't we sing about waiting on God this morning? Right? He inclined to me. You know, when you wait on God, he's going to show up. God never misses an appointment. He's faithful. But you got, sometimes you've got to wait for him. Right? Expectantly, hoping, worshipfully. Amen? You don't wait on God by looking at your watch. You know, God, God doesn't wear a watch. He's eternal. Right? But he's never late. He's never late. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. Woo, glory to God. I've been brought up from a horrible pit. Of tumult and destruction. That's what Amplified says. Out of the miry clay, I was stuck. Anybody been stuck? Tires just spinning, engine going, but you're not going anywhere. You're just slinging mud. Right? Sometimes you get stuck in life. The enemy wants to keep you stuck, but God came along and got you unstuck. And he brought you out of the miry clay, and what did he do? He set my feet upon a rock, steadying my footsteps. 
establishing my path. Every one of you have a path that's been established for you. It's called God's divine assignment. That's your path. Are you on the right path or are you on someone else's path? Right? He establishing my path. Verse 3, he put a new song in my heart. I'll tell you what, I've been brought from the pit. I've been brought out of clay. I'm on the rock. You bet I'm going to be singing. I got something to sing about. Matter of fact, I got something to shout about. Right? He put a new song in my mouth. A song of praise to my God. How many know God deserves our praise? He says, many will see and fear with great reverence, and I will trust confidently. How many trusters we got here today? You, you got to trust confidently. You got to trust confidently. You got to know that God is secure. The devil can't break his password, glory to God. The devil can't hack into God's kingdom. The devil can't even get into heaven, glory to God. He's been kicked out. He cannot enter God's presence, hallelujah. You've got to trust confidently. Faith is confidence in God. Verse 4, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not regard the proud nor those who lapse into lies. Listen, if people want to follow lies, let them. You can't manage them. You can only say that's not the right way, this is the way to go, but they got to make a choice. People have to make a choice, and sometimes people choose what you don't want them to choose. But guess what? You, gotta, you, you can't manage them. God doesn't even interfere with our choices. Remember the Israelites that got out of Egypt? You brought us out of, out of Egypt just to kill us in the wilderness. It was not God's intention to kill them, not at all, was it? But they kept saying it. They kept saying it. They kept saying it. So guess what? God let them have what they say. Think about that. They got exactly what they said. They kept talking killing and death, whining and complaining and for 40 years then. It wasn't God's will for them to be in the wilderness for 40 years, but they chose it. All right. Let me wrap it up here. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. One more scripture passage. Isaiah 54, and I'm done. Okay? Isaiah 54. Part of this is a very familiar passage of scripture. We quote part of this. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. How many ever heard that? Let's look at the context. Isaiah 54, verse 13. All your spiritual sons will be disciples of the Lord. Are you a disciple of Jesus, an ever learner, an ever server, an ever worshiper? Amen. How many disciples do we have? God wants us to make disciples, not converts. You know, last night when we were in the Charlotte airport, I was sitting next to this lady and I just began a conversation with her. And she says she was Catholic because we got on the subject. I said, you go to church and. And she was asking me about some ball team. I said, well, I was at a men's conference. And we got on. And boy, I said, she was a fiery Catholic. She was going, amen, praise the Lord. I was like, yeah, you go, lady. It was quite refreshing, actually. But she said her, her dad raised them 
They said, no matter what you do on a Saturday night, you're going to get up, put your clothes on, and go to church on Sunday morning. And she said, my sister will be coming from a party. I mean, i got to go to church. She said, yep, you've got to go to church. She had, some, she had some stuff in her. I was like, wow, I was impressed with the amens that she was given. All right? Great will be the well-being of your sons. You know, when God establishes you, he establishes a generation. And the generation after, and the generation after, and the generation after, and the generation after. It just starts with one. Right? Verse 14. You will be firmly established in righteousness. You will be far from even the thought of oppression. Oh, glory to God, I'm far from the thought of oppression. The enemy thinks he's going to oppress you. Oh, that's the farthest thing from my mind. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just sitting down enjoying my meal in the presence of my enemies. For you will not fear. Someone who's rooted and grounded has nothing to fear. And from terror, you will not come, it, it will not come near you. Verse 15. If anyone fiercely attacks you, it will not be from me. Whoever attacks you will fail, will fall because of you. Balaam tried to curse Israel but couldn't. Every time he cursed them, it turned into a blessing. All right, verse verse 16. Listen carefully. I have created the smith who blows on the fire of coals and who produces a weapon for its purpose. And I have created the destroyer to inflict ruin. Verse 17, no weapon that is formed against you will succeed. Other versions say will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment will be condemned. Go ahead, make my day. All right? This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You were destined to overcome trouble. You were destined to rise above attacks. You were destined to overcome mountains. Matter of fact, you can move a mountain if you need to. Say, I'm a mountain mover. If you, if you want to climb the mountain, you go ahead. I just want to move it. I don't have to see what's on the other side. Let me just move the mountain. It's a whole lot easier to move the mountain than it is to climb the mountain. Amen? It is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, says the Lord. Hallelujah, the free offer of mercy. Aren't you glad that you have a heritage of victory? Aren't you glad that you have a heritage of overcoming? Amen, why? Because God has established us. God has rooted us and grounded us in him. Amen? And he has seated us in heavenly places. He has washed us with pure water. He has called us by name. Nelson, I'm calling you. He's calling you. He's called you by name. And he wants you to remain for the rest of your life walking with him, serving him, fellowshipping with him. Amen. Some of you need to kick it up a notch. We have gotten slack 
in our service to the Lord. And we need to kick it up a notch. Amen? We need to, today we can go to another level. How many want to go to another level? Let's just take a step higher today. Let's, let's take a step closer to God today. Amen? Let's get into a little bit more of the word than we did yesterday. Amen? And let's keep pressing in for the prize. There is a prize to gain. Amen? But you've got to press in that prize. You've got to press in. Amen? Christianity is not something that's going to go away. Ever. It's going to be here. So you might as well get in. It's a good thing. The water's fine. Come on in. Jump in. Amen? With both feet. Say, here I am, Lord. Send me. Use me. Minister through me. Touch through me. Amen? You're not just at your workplace to earn money. You're at your workplace to be a light. Because you're around people that are in darkness. You're around people that there's a, a fault line in their foundation. And they need someone who has a good foundation to help them. Amen? And that's why you're there. You're not just there to earn money. You're there to be a light. You're there to shine. You're there to release the love of God. You're not just there to put things together or to create things or to make things or to fix things. You're there to be a light for Jesus. Amen? Why? Because you've been rooted on the rock. You've got a good foundation. Amen? You've got a calling, a holy calling, a heavenly calling. Hallelujah. God's got great things for you. He's done great things, and he's got great things in store for you. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's live like it. Let's live like we're giant killers. Let's live like we're land takers. Let's live like we're kings and priests. Let's live it here. Let's live it at home. Let's live it on the job site. Let's live it when we're just hanging out in the community. Amen? When you're having fun, you should still be living for Jesus. Jesus likes to have fun. Amen? Nelson and I, we had a blast. It was fun. Glory to God. So where are you at today? Does your foundation need some help? Have you felt like you haven't been established and you need to just make some changes? Amen? You know, the littlest changes can produce the biggest results. So if if you need prayer today, I would love to pray for you for whatever you may need. Amen? Because I know that the power of God is here. Amen? And God can fix things. He can firm you up. Amen? He can make you steadfast. He is the potter, and we're the clay. Maybe some clay just needs some touch-up. you got to let the potter touch you with his power. Amen? Today, this altar is the wheel. And you as the clay, you're volunteering to say, Master, I need a touch from you. His touch is free. His touch is fulfilling. And his touch is powerful. So if you need a touch from God in any area of your life, healing, broken heart, renewing of their mind, anything financial, social, spiritual, physical, mental, amen, God's got it all. So if you need a touch today, I want to just invite you to come right now in the name of Jesus. This is how we help people. This is how God transfers his power to us. Amen.
And you know, sometimes we just need help from God. And he's here to, he's happy to help. He is delighted. Oh, you know, he delights in you. May God delights in you. You know, because the meaning of the word establish in the Old Testament is Nathan. That's the Hebrew word. And God wants to establish you today as a mighty warrior. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your fresh anointing and touch on Nate's life right now. In Jesus' name.